We left off two nights ago in the middle of a very uh, sensitive sugya, which should be straightforward. A machlek is machabed armaz. One have to be machabed parents or a rishaim. Machabed says yes, according to the Ramam. Ramaz says no, according to the Tur. We do not define fully what the Russia is. We mentioned the issue of the Timik Shinishba and that big machlek is who has that status. I didn't yet explain, does that make a difference over here? Because even if you hold some as a Tinnish but that might be Lagabe, they're not getting unshim, they're not getting an we didn't get to Chacha well, so we still have to love them, we can't hate them from their Averis. It doesn't mean they're Isa It doesn't mean they're in positive territory, and that could make a big difference here in whether it fits in the day in an Isa Maisamcha issue. So I'll get back to that in a moment. I sort of point out again on page four, the Kitzer brought down Bolshitas and he said, Yesh Lahachmer Kesar Rishaina, that was the parting word. Parting phrase of the Kitzer. And uh, Tzadik, you would ask, why is the Machmer here? Is it because of the Savitar I think it's the Savitar Eslachumar, the Eser Sadibris, the whole severity of Kibbut of Aim. And I'd like to add the ability of the mind to play tricks on you when it's difficult. And there's always an Atiyah in Kibbut of Aim to be more makeable because it's a difficult mitzvah. <coughs> so that certainly has to be uh, kept in mind. I don't think the last reason was the what was driving the Kitzer. The Kitzer just said, because it is a Safi Teresa. But it will uh, play a role, certainly, in how we apply the Heter Lamaisa, and we will uh, discuss that tonight and probably even on Monday. I want to first show you the Chashoch's Maskana is like the Ramah, Lakula. And if you look at page 5, the Chashoch Anamri says that, but also gives you the parameter of how to define the Rashaim here. Let's see, Sif Lametes on page 5 in the second column. He gives you a brief chazar and adds another few terutsim and then gets to this crucial definition. Kasav Ramam. See the top line? Sif Lametes. Kasav Ramam. Mam zechayah bechvarovit umarav hapishu potter al makasa kelosa achiyasa tshuva. He can't hit him, he can't be makalim. If he does, he's potter. Everybody agrees to that. The Ramam says... There's still an absolute chiv of Kavanah Meir. Afila hay over Rosha Balaveris, Machabdoi Misir Memenu, that's the Lashon of Ramam and the Machaber. Akalashan of Atur Vakamar Yishan Chalkanalov, Dilahedjim Bavur Bavakama. This is the same two Gemaras that the Beis Yasef discussed, and the Taz brought down. And Bavakama, Tzadidala, the Rosha Enamuchia Bechvaidoi, Shkasavisif Lama Gimel, the Emir Shamlin Chazaras de Meisa, which is the Ribis, Lachamaisai, Ein Haben Machiyah, Kishia Avov. Rosh Lugmari says, how can the son be mechiv to give back the cow made from Ribis money? The father was a Russia, he was a Malva Baribis, and he knew better. Just with that Isra, as we pointed out. So what do you do with that Gemara? It sounds like there's no chiv ki, but how can the Ramam say there is? That's only the father's no longer here. It's a lower level chiv ki, and over there we'll make of a b'chayim mechiv l'chabdo. That's the Lecha Mishnah's answer on behalf of the Ramam. In defense of the Ramah on the tour, it's not mashma like that. And he didn't make this chile between Acha Misa and before Misa. The Gemara happens to be talking about Acha Misa, but the Rashi didn't make that chile. So the Shochan thinks it's a bit of a daichik. Lecha Mishnah obviously holds that it's a good teretz. Yesh Misha teretz. This is the Beis Yesh's teretz, which we saw last night, brought down the Taz. Yesh Misha teretz. Delenyin laachser mishaloi ena mechuyiv. Normally, a person, if he has your money, it's his. 
So it doesn't have to mechaber parents, Mishaloi. And Beisayis says, if he did shuvah, he wanted to give it back, but he just didn't get a chance to give it back. So there we say the son didn't merely yashin it, and therefore he has to give it back. Gamkein loshon hashas dochak lefizei, says, in his opinion, it doesn't fit into the loshon of the Gemara either. Taima shalaram amnira mehad isa b'sanhedrin, de'en ha'ben nasa shlich lo'aviv la'kaisa la'kaloi, so the Taz brought down, the right in the direction of Ramam is we don't allow the son to carry out Misa based on Amalkas on his father, even though his father or mother might be of Misa or Malkus, and it's a mitzvah for the basin to carry it out. We don't allow the son to do it. It sounds like even though the Rishon, there's still a Chiyav Kibud. Ve'en Zeraya, and he answers as does the Taz, the Zeu Bizayin Godel over there, everybody's Maidibin Ramah. You can't be Mavaza them. Ve'en Zeraya, Lechabdoi, Ve'ech, now here the Yachashokhan comments. He says, he asks on the Rambam Shit and the Machaber, Ech Yechabed Oive Hashem. How can there be a Chiv to Machaber Oive Hashem? They were shown. Vulai, and based on this Kasha, he feels perhaps, Vulai the Gamaramam Kavanasa Rakbashlila Kalaymar Lilavazaisai, meaning stay away from the negative, not to embarrass him, not to hit him, not to make him a column. Although Ein Halosha Mashma can be admits that Rambam doesn't sound like that. Rambam sounds like there's a positive Chiv of Kibud. Now the Yochashochan says, this is very important. He suggests, and this he goes with, Afilo das Rambam, and the Mechaber that holds the Zuchid, the Mechaber parents who are Roshayim, Nire, he feels, Nire means, he does not have a fair Shariah, but he holds this as Poshit, Nire dadafka Rosha Luteovan. What type of Rosha are we talking about? A guy who has a Yetzahara for cheeseburgers, or to make money, be Marvel Baribis. It's a Taivu. It's not a Mumulahachis. Not anti-religious. That's a pretty important caveat. He says that he, he even the Ramam and the Machaber admit we're not talking about an Apicarius. We're talking about a Russia who is not an occasional Balavera. He's a constant Mumulatiyav and he's not Darius certain categories of Averas because of his Taivas. So there the Ramam says he's still doing Machabadim. The Ramam's case, the Taiva for Ashish or Gilead Arias and his great Imams there, he's still married there. Quote unquote married, because he's not in So that's a mumulate oven. But if it's a mumulahachis, now that's a problem. Is mumulahachis, again, you have the Tinshin Ishba issue. Is the Tinshin Ishba just a tour, or is he in positive territory? If a guy doesn't believe in Yud Gimelani Ramis, he's an atheist. He could be a Tinshin Ishba, fourth generation, fifth generation, or he doesn't believe in Taramisina. That's going to make him an apicarius. The million dollar question is does that make him a mumulahachis? And if it does, and you're an Ashkenazi, so it's easy because Ramah says even as Mumulatiyavin, you don't have to But if it's a Mumulachis and you're a Sfardi, then you have to start thinking like this. And would the Ramah insist is a Chiv covered even there? That's a pretty important question uh, for this sugya. So again, a Mumulachis come up because my minute pshita shas lachabdam pashur who? Yeah, the Achashochan lived in Nevardek. Turn of the last century, later, uh, he was a mill of Ascala. So, how many generations in Ascala do you need that they got the label of a Tinish and Ishma? Why did he bring that up? He's talking about somebody. He's saying, You should know the Machaber certainly isn't telling you to be a Machabid and Apicarius. What Apicarius? Uh, well, how do you find an Apicarius in the time of uh, the Achashokhan already? Many of them were second generation. The answer is, could be. Many of them were still first generation. There's still plenty of people going off the derech. Now, by and large, the people aren't from, haven't been from already a generation or two or three. And the ones that are, grew up from are not from anymore. Then the Tenshin over there is really going to be questionable. 
depending on <coughs> circumstances and what else uh, might have gone wrong. But you know, Hashem was like in the middle. It wasn't first generation. Uh, first generation was uh, Moses Mendelssohn. <coughs> that was uh, when did he live? He's from uh, Germany. You know German history. Uh, so do you. Early eighteen hundreds. Uh, early eighteen hundreds. Right? Yeah. Late seventeen. So, right. Late seventeen. So there were two, three generations. I'm not saying Yochshor know, didn't see any new, fresh apikorisim, but there were already those who. Once you argue that Rav Kaisal is still from, uh, I don't know. It, it it went over the fifty percent mark, somewhere around there. You'd have to figure out before or afterwards. They see he doesn't he doesn't mention Tishnei, but he doesn't. Uh, could be didn't hold it all. Binyan Sin already mentions that Binyan Sin was the Rebbe of the Rosh Hashanah Hirsch. Before and he already mentions the concept of Nagid Musar and Machalshas Vehesia. Maybe some of the people Machalshas. This is later. It could be didn't hold the concept, or it could be he's talking about somebody who was new to it, not being Eastern from. Eastern Europe was a little better. Yeah, Eastern Europe was late, slightly much later. Plenty of communists. Uh, not that, not from his time. I mean, there were certain towns. Yeah, it was um, you know, it was country by country. Some Sefu was already battling, saying Pressburg was already Western that's, Europe. That's more Western Europe. Okay, so you have to know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can research. There are books written on what what Navardic looked like, and uh, it was a very small town, a poor synagogue, mouse, mice. Uh, and we know that from the Achashochan already. The Achashochan, uh, I have an Achashochan coming up. He, he has a phrase which told me something I had seen in a biography of the Al-Hashokhan. He wrote, believe it or not, the Al-Hashokhan. Everything you're reading is first draft. It's unbelievable. The decision he had no far. <laughs> Just all memory. First, no cross out, first draft. He couldn't afford paper like to write a second draft, third draft. Everything was, this is as it is. And, um, you know, it could be in his, I don't know how small it was, how many, uh, for people that had a great yeshiva, that great Muslim yeshiva, great place for a Muslim yeshiva. If, if I had to pick a town to put in the Vardik, I'd put it in the Vardik. Which probably why it was there. Uh, there was not Mamish, there was no Gashmis there. So you have to know what's going on. But he's talking about somebody, he's talking about somebody <laughs> still had a din of an Apicarius. He says he can't believe the Machaber would say that there's a Khiv keep it over there. We're talking about a Mumut the Elvin on entire categories. And he says the next line, Pashru the Roshal Tadir. And even to be a Mumut Yavan, it's gotta be constant, like you're getting rid of categories. You're not very certain Averis. Even the guy talks a lot all the time, but he's Makir. He'll try to be careful and good. Somebody points out he's Makir, the Yisr. In the Ram's case, he's living with uh, Eishas Isha, something like that, producing Mamzerim. So he got rid of a category. This is his whole lifestyle. So that's not necessarily a Mumalahachis, and therefore that will be a Machlikas, the Machavad Amal, the Ram, and the Torah. And you see where he's going with this already. The way he wrote it, he's already bringing rise to the Ramah, which is nice. Ashkenazi, the Kitzer is the Kiddush. He says he should pass the Chumra. He does not say it's the Dice Chumra. He feels the Pashas of the Sugya is like the Ramah, with the exception of the Mumalahachis, in which case he tainas. Nobody says he deserves any covenant. Can you be Machabed Saini Hashem? So he said that as the original title of the Rambam, but when you finish the whole piece, then he sort of says, he sort of takes care of that problem. Ah, Mumatel is also Saini Hashem. He's doing huge Averis, say, Harba Yavra, Fesia. Okay, that bothers him also. He passes like the Rambam, part of that reason, and then he says he doesn't even think the Rambam argues and is a Mumla Hafiz.
That's a pretty important. Uh, he agrees with this, but uh, many do agree with this. Get the Al-Hashokhan because Lamaisa, how can you come out? The guy is uh, not the curious, he's a Sainayadas. How could there be a Chiv of Kiban on any level, even for children? That's his point. Now, what I'd like to mention uh, briefly, maybe it's not so brief, is the fact that Halach Lamaisa. There are many scenarios. I've received many calls about this, dealt with many cases like this, and it's very sensitive. And the people listening here and wherever they are uh, and wherever they're going to hear this, it's a very sensitive topic. So as soon as anybody who's in the, in the Matzah of Loyalainu hears it, they uh, get defensive naturally. So, But I've had many, many cases where, based on their own subjective uh, view of the Matzah, or I would say their own subjective you because of their suffering and Motainas, um, they have been quick to paskin, sometimes children, children, nieces, nephews, other family members, they've been quick to paskin, they decided this parent was uh, Russia and Rashkanazim, and they passed night to Amon, sometimes they even accuse them of being a Russia Lachas and Apikaris, and according they'd be okay even according to the Ramam. And unfortunately, sometimes it's true. But you need to have an objective third party or two or three, look at this. And from therapists, we'll have a good start and an insight, but you know, therapists are all... I can't tell you how important... It's hard to be objective. It's the people coming with these problems are already very, very subjective and meshuchud. Sometimes they're right. Often, it's hard to convince people of this because they're not seeing it. And I've had people try to convince the therapists and me... Sometimes the therapist was convinced, they try to convince me, sometimes I convince them the other way, sometimes they convince me, and I hope I'm right, you have to study it. This is a most serious shayla. Somebody's whole keep it of aim is at stake, and the repercussions in terms of the loss of schayr and chas the ancient are huge. And usually once they solidify in their mind, they have a head to they run with it for a number of years. And I've had many situations where they say, the father's a rasha because he verbally abuses me and my mother and my sister, and verbal abuse has 101 gradations. And no one's saying he's a tzaddik, but to cross the threshold that that occasional verbal abuse should never be practiced, even once. But you might have heard people get angry on occasion. We start off with the assumption parents aren't perfect. So a parent gets angry once, and they, and they said too much, too harshly. So that's the race there, Russia, because they did it twice or three times. What's, what's the number? 10, 20, 30, 40? Physical, physical abuse, uh, everybody will say, well, one time is too many. I agree. Nice. Somebody loses it. Does that make them a Russia? So, without thinking, uh, put your head. Don't think like the modern liberal that uh, right away. I'm not saying the liberal is saying hitting is is terrible, and we don't hold like that. We don't hit today, and we shy away from it because we're not good at it. And even like Mark clearly says, it's part of chinuch. Nice. We're not doing it now. Okay. Somebody loses it. That means automatically they're a Russia. And if the answer is no, how many times? How severe? I'm not mitigating abuse. Whatever I say this, I always come out and somebody calls and why we can't let the abuses go. I'm, I, I hear that and I'm with that and I have tended to many cases where I stopped the abuse and I've told children they have no chiv kibud and forget it and you should stay away from them. But that's after a lot of deliberations. This is, uh, I'm just dealing with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of schayr and all of habits take over there. Yes? Yeah, and the Gemara says a number of times that the only Gemara, the Pasuk, Shlomo Mel says that you have to hit your child to be Mechanachim. So he said, we don't do that today. But 
there's this thing saying we don't do that today because of our shortcoming. The verse is saying that's horrible. That was never a way to do things. It's arguing with Shlomo Can't argue with Shlomo It's a puzzle. It's a pasuk. Where you might the the I'm not saying you, but the people say no, it's impossible. It must be another way to read the pasuk. There's a there's not another another way to read the pasuk. There was a tiny David Melech that he wasn't tough enough, and his kids were spoiled, and the prince grew up spoiled, and they ended up rebelling. So the reason we don't do it is we're afraid that we can't do it well, and they're going to rebel if we do it too much. Okay, so that's the parenting chinuch angle of it, which is important, but that we can't go change what the material was, where it's bad enough that we have to, because of our shortcomings, uh, tweak a little bit of how we're applying the material, and this we're not using as a chinuch tool right now, and it's probably better that way, but that doesn't change what the Gemara, the Gemara Makas clearly says, based on that Pusik, that that was, uh, that was a way to do it, and if you didn't do it, you were shortchanging the kid, he grew up to be spoiled. And today, our application of that is, okay, we're not hitting, but then don't tiptoe around every time the kid says, threatens to do something or, uh, or, or not do something, that all of a sudden we shrink back in horror and we don't, we're not behind the kid. The kids are usually crying out for some, some direction and some parameters. So that can't be overemphasized. Yeah? Um, I, I, I was referring to the more said, yeah, when, it, when, it, when, when if, if, if Ruven would lift his hand to hit you, he's called a rush, yes. That was adult to adult. So if a child's 13 or more, we'll be in a different category. Well, that's the other thing that Gemara says. It might be with Neva if the child might hit back. And we covered that in the Shabbos. What's What age is that? So the original Rishayim gave ages in the 20s. And then they say, well, maybe later generations are a little younger. Today we say much younger. It's with Neva all the time, so don't do it. You know, every generation has to figure out what that age is. That's why if we're not doing it, we're not doing it because we're... Afraid of the law of diminishing returns. That's different than saying it was never a mahalach. That's just not true. It's against the Gemara, against the number of Gemaras, and against the Pasuk. But we just have to, when you give over the Messiah, you have to know, you know, first know what the Makaras say, and then say whether we can apply it today or not. So, it's again, I'm not condoning uh, any form of abuse, physical or verbal, obviously. Question is, that make a person a rush of this no longer the keyboard? That's a very big question. You cannot answer that flippantly. Uh, and, and we keep bending the tree in such a direction that people say, oh yeah, we did that, there's no chi, what's right in And I felt there's some very good form therapists out there. And, and when they call Rabbanim who are familiar with these, uh, these situations and the halacha and know how to apply it, then there's a discussion back and forth and it could take a long time to figure out. Sometimes it's painfully obvious. It doesn't take a long time. It's not painfully obvious that um, I had a phone call the other night after 25 minutes of the conversation. I said, you have no heter even to go near your parents. That's rare that I say that, but I had to say it. Okay, and there are many other situations where I tell everybody to slow down and that doesn't make them monsters. They have to work on this. And you still have a chiyakib and the chiyakib of aim. If you know what you're giving up and you know what the stakes are, you wouldn't be so flippant about it. And that's what's important over here. The Hashem is trying to give a get. There's, well, he's not an apicarious momelachis. Uh, no one holds the chiv kibbutz. And he's not the occasional lavera doer because that's human. So somewhere in between. And the Ramaz, Mekel on that, and the Machab is Machmer, and the Kitzur suggests he's Machmer. He says, Mekel Dimwa Mekel. The issue in a family setting is what is the child able to handle versus what they want to handle. They're two different things. What they able to handle is if a child is, uh, we'll use a basket case, a horrible expression, but they're totally bent out of shape and they're not handling it, is that because they can't and is that age appropriate? Depends if we're talking about a six-year-old, a 12-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 30-year-old. All this has to be taken into cheshman. 
And are they fully aware of the chiyuvim despite the difficulty? Unfortunately, in America, if a mitzvah, if anything becomes difficult, even a mitzvah, we say, I'm not, I'm not interested in this. This is not fun. So it's not fun, so we don't do it. I mean, it's not fun, you don't do it. <laughs> yeah, the fun will be in Olam Haba. We're here to work hard. So then you have to emphasize what the schus is and what a child has to, quote-unquote, sometimes put up with and still be mechabit. If the child's not going to survive mentally or in a healthy way and grow up to be a protective citizen, that's where you start giving a term that you could minimize the contact, shut down the contact, walk in the other direction, or tune out. And there are various gradations in that also. But, but that takes a lot of research, a lot of very objective testimony, which is hard to find because short of living there, you got to figure it out and certain uh, professionals automatically take one direction, uh, the wrong direction, and many professionals take the right direction and they're with your Shemayim understand, you know, just keep it away a mistake and we want you to be whole as well and how do you figure out the two? And there's a balance. I've seen position papers in both directions. I, get, I understand when somebody writes a position paper, they're here to get a point across. But there's always some, if not hyperbole, but some, I don't even want to use the word overkill, but there, there are many riots brought to one position. They're trying to put forth their position. And I've seen both, I've seen both scenarios, many cases in between, and both, all the position papers, and the answer is squarely somewhere in the middle. It really depends. By Sherry Shum, you can't write a general position paper. I'm not telling you that people write position papers. I'm saying is that people write position papers are worried that too many people are not focusing on Kibbutz of Aim, but we have to bend the back for Kibbutz of Aim. And then I saw a position paper written by a nice uh, from therapist who was afraid we're focusing too much on that and we're not worried about the well-being of the person, and therefore he wrote a paper. They're both right, but you've got to be very careful in the application. That's the that's the aside over here. You also got to be very careful not to misquote what we're talking about over here. Uh, the case I had recently, I was, and it's a good thing I got a heads up. I was called by one member of the family, described to me the situation. It was pretty dysfunctional. Again, there are also very many madrigas in levels of dysfunction. Uh, dysfunction, the English word means it's not functioning, but not functioning we know means many. You have cars that are dysfunctional also. Sometimes they still go 30 miles an hour and sometimes you can't start them. So, and some people think the car is dysfunctional if the CD player isn't working because you can't play Shearm, which I think is the main function of a car. Right? That it runs is irrelevant. Uh, so, you have to define dysfunction. So, Baruch Hashem, I was called three years ago by a certain member of the family to ask me about a very difficult, severe problem in the Shalom bias of the parents and attached to the kids, and it was one of those cases, and you have to work through it. And, you know, I told them what I told them, and that was it. That was a number of years ago. More recently, somebody came over to me. I, I never met the fellow. He starts to to me a case, and Baruch Hashem, came here, but for many years, the memory still works. He starts telling me a case, and it sounds, all these sound familiar, <laughs> but this sounded very familiar. I'm listening, 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 and I tell them, by the way, do you know so-and-so lives in that city? She so said, yeah, 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 it's my sister. So I said, okay, it's a neshmaya, but he never would have, I never would have been able to know, short of an overtumen it is, that, that he's telling me, of course, his vantage point in the story. And Baruch Hashem for him, and for me, I happen to have known like uh, 14 hours of information that he wasn't telling me. Not a bad guy, it just... He sees it the way he sees it. And he came over to me. He's a good guy. He says, my father's a Russia Marusha you've never seen. Like you have Lamed Vovniks who are Sadiqim. He's the Lamed Vovniks of Rishon. Like he had it all. He's telling me this. And as he's telling me, I'm starting to think and put together the two stories. 
And then I was able to return, and I started to ask, I don't want to tell him right away. I had you know, other sources of information that described it as highly dysfunctional, but not exactly as bad as he was describing. And I said, you know, it's possible, this, that, and the other thing. And he starts looking at me quizzically. He's either, at a certain point, he's either going to think, I am a Navi, or I have an Urvatumen, or... Um, so into the conversation, I volunteered the information. I, that's why I said, do you, have, do you know this person in this city? He said, yes, yeah, my sister. I said, you know, I, I spoke to her once or twice or three times or four times. He said, really? So I said, yeah. I said, let me tell I'm not saying you're right, she's right, your father's right, your mother's right, but there's a lot going on over here, like multiple dysfunction, and to just come out with a one-dimensional, my father's a Russian Marusha, is very, very short-sighted. Dysfunction. Yes. Yes, and I don't blame him. He's a good kid, and he's, yes, the product of the dysfunction. But he came to me, wanted me to pass on regalachas. I wanted to tell you where we were discussing this. Mamish regalachas. Like, you can barely answer Yaladiyavashayel. Like, he wanted to, I don't blame him. He wanted, uh, he feels like he's a firm, firm guy. He wanted, uh, he wanted to say, putter the Yalamvav for Kibbutz Ovein. I told him, good for you and good for me. Not so quick. <laughs> it's fortunate that uh, this is not so, I'm not saying you're crazy for asking. And there might be certain parameters that have to be set, certain limits, but it's not an automatic tour. And that's a classic. I've had this quite a few times, where it's just presented by the person presenting. So you have to know, just like that person know, what you're hearing is one side of the story and one uh, insight from a person who might have the insight or might not have the insight because he's been to he or she has been to too much. You can't just paskin the are the not. I have based on that. You really have to get around the picture and apply the severity of the situation and the severity of the halacha and come out with a, uh, with a proper psaq. We already said too much. We'll let you go to Meir. We'll continue Mitzvah Shem on Monday.